was no space or time I loved you for my life You're a friend of mine And when my life is over Just remember When we were together We were alone And I was singing this song to What up? This is I Said Child with your host, Dennis Maurice. I'm super excited to be with you uh, today. I have a special co-host with me today, Charlotte Fleming. Say hi, Charlotte. Hi. <laughs> Charlotte is here talking about some very important work that she's doing um, in respect of sickle cell. Um, and we're going to get into that. But also, Charlotte and I are longtime friends. We work together on like big events in the city of Philadelphia mm-hmm. a while ago. And since then, she's been to Geneva and Ghana and... <laughs> Grenada and Cuba, and it's never taken me one time. So you know that's just a, a trip in the, in the in the planning in the works. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We're right about to do a world round trip, a, exactly. a round the world trip. But um, Charlotte, I'm super glad to have you here today. No, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So. Um, I'm going to skip the formality of like introducing you because I just feel like you've had such a stellar like career in life like over the time that I've known you mm-hmm. but just in general so like tell us a little bit about like who you are and let's start I guess first of all like professionally like where you've been at like throughout career and then we'll okay. go into some other stuff. Um, so I'm originally from Philadelphia by way of Richmond, Virginia. All right. Um, and so grew up here. Um, went to Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia, came back, worked here for two years at Frankfurt High School. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm from the Northeast, so that was a great opportunity to work on career development and workforce development pipeline strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, uh, went to graduate school at Northeastern University in Boston, Massachusetts. And during my time there, I've worked for um, the first woman of color council member um, in Boston's history, and this is as of like five years ago, which yeah. is kind of crazy what you think about. Yeah. But then it's not crazy what you think about Boston. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then. When you know uh, geography. Exactly. You know history and context and culture, all of that just makes sense. Um, and then I had the opportunity to work for um, the mayor outside of Boston in Newton, Massachusetts. Um, and then after I graduated, I did a sit with the United Nations Institute of Training and Research in Geneva mm-hmm. and worked there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I went to. And we're not talking about Geneva, Texas. We're talking about Geneva, Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't. Um, and then I went to DC and started working for the Department of Energy. Um, and then in 2014, I became a appointee in the Obama administration. 
working on immigration portfolio, focusing primarily on public engagement, um, but then also focusing on White House initiatives as special advisor for White House initiatives, um, focusing on uh, My Brother's Keeper, Champions of Change, um, Let's Move, everything that really propelled and initiatives that were focused on bringing community involvement, uh, working to make sure that the community, one, felt a part of the decision-making process, but then two, were active participants and listeners and made sure that the programs that we did were specifically for the programs and they had input with it. Yeah. Shirley, your career has been amazing. Amazing. <laughs> you've done so many, like, really cool things. So, honestly, like, I mean, you've done, like, so many cool things that have had, like, um, I'm sure a lot of great opportunities to see a lot of stuff. And I'm just excited that, like, now you're transforming the way that you imbue your work to drive it from community that's in a, a more personal way mm-hmm. by talking about sickle cell, you know, advocating for its research and for, like, more... Um, information sharing around like why it is an important subject or so take me through that journey as well about like what sickle cell has meant for your life you know mm-hmm. what I mean and let's drive that through okay yeah. so I have sickle cell disease mm-hmm. um, I was diagnosed with sickle cell disease at birth uh, so I my parents they're married before they got married they did not know they had sickle cell traits mm. um, and how they found out was that my sister who's seven years older than me uh, when she was born, they found that she had single cell trait. Mm-hmm. My brother was born after her, and he has normal hemoglobin. Mm-hmm. And then I had sickle cell disease. And so the doctor informed them that, okay, so the trait's not too bad. Like, your child will probably be normal, won't receive a lot of symptoms of sickle cell disease. Mm-hmm. But when I was born, it was like this big thing of, so what do we do now? Yeah. Now it's kind of like overdrive time and I think too, it's not the trait it's, it's, exactly, the, yeah. it's actually disease so what does that mean financially emotionally how's my child going to be yeah. um, and I think too on both sides so in my family and even outside like my intermediate family no one had sickle cell disease apparently mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's just the misconception that yeah. everyone just thought like oh what happened to Charlotte how did yeah. she get this yeah. and so my mom's side they're all Jamaicans. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, oh, my grandma was just thinking that she could cure sickle cell disease by making her freshly squeezed her juice, her bush that she got from Jamaica, <laughs> matching it up with some ginger, put a little label on the side that says Charlotte's drink, you know? And just was like very adamant about it. Like, no, you need to drink this three times. You don't like, have ginger and mint, and that's your problem. No, but literally, yeah. she was just like, no, I'm going to help you. Okay, yeah, exactly. I'm going to cure whatever they yeah. whatever the doctor says you, you have yeah. it's going to be cured can I just pause real quick though isn't it something just so funny about like the the sheer like mysticism of like black people like we don't believe there's nothing we can't do I don't care what nobody say no, like we believe like, we can cure everything do it I mean it's, it's lovely I love it but it's, it's just the a, creativity of yeah, it all right exactly. it's just that oh the doctor said you had that <laughs> well we don't have it exactly so we'll just make sure whatever you got yeah it's going to be cured. Exactly. And so, even when, like, her friends would come over and they're like, wait, what's Charlotte drinking? Like, why she has this, like, she put me on a little, this little regiment. And um, she was just like, oh, she has sickle cell disease. And they're like, how did she get that? And she was like, oh, her father them side. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's, actually, that's not how it worked. Like, I spoke yeah. to the doctors, like, they tell me the process, genetics, yeah. they, they yeah. do little, the little gene yeah. trait. And figure out how did you actually get the disease? What does it mean when you have a partner? Exactly. And if they had the trait and then did the whole thing, I'm like, no, so that's <clears> not really true. But I think that's just the mentality of yeah. you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so for my grandmother, coming from Jamaica, she's like, 
I don't know anybody that has this disease. We don't have this disease, so therefore it came from African Americans. Mm-hmm. And on my dad's side, it was just that, mm, I don't know, this is weird that she has it. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like left alone. Mm-hmm. Until I started having like very, very, very hard time with it. Even when I was younger, to the point that like I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. One minute I'd be fine. My legs would be on fire. It would, you usually get pain in your joints, meaning mm-hmm. like your arms, your legs, sometimes your back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pain is just like, it comes out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. I can just be sitting here with you, and all of a sudden, it's just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's just like you want to hold it, thinking it's going to do something, but it's internal. And yeah. so, um, for those that don't know, sickle cell disease is an inherited blood disorder that affects your red blood cells. Mm-hmm. And so usually your red blood cells are shaped in a donut shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but for sickle cell patients, their red blood cells are in a sickle shape, hence mm-hmm. the name. Um, and so your red blood cells carry oxygen throughout your body. And so when your red blood cells are in the sickle shape, it tends to to block it, it tends to like cramp up mm-hmm. in your red blood cells. And you're like, so it doesn't travel throughout your blood freely and mm-hmm. openly. Um, throughout your body which causes the pain and the crisis mm-hmm. um, and other symptoms as well yeah. it's so interesting too like I mean there's the fun, the the fundamental part of it is just like blood is shaped differently to an mm-hmm. extent like the blood the cells of it not blood mm-hmm. itself but like I mean I think as we think of blood and liquid like the shape of the blood things in there or whatever changes the way that it goes through there and it's just like that all changes everything for you it's like mm-hmm. the slightest thing it's the smallest the mm-hmm. smallest thing or whatever that like it creates such a an amazing change in your body so like Knowing now, like you had sickle cell, you're a, you're a, a young child. You've received all your herbs and ginger and all and every every Caribbean uh, remedy that you could have found. Um, you know for yourself, and I know your family knows or whatever. You know that this is something that's like an inherited, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. blood disorder. Um, where do you grow to from there to kind of like start the work that you're doing today? So it's been a long process. Yeah. I would just say that. I think anytime you're sick, you don't want to be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even as a child, you're just like, okay, I always kept it to myself. I didn't share it unless it needed to be shared with mm-hmm. someone, like a teacher or something like that, if I yeah. had symptoms or if I wasn't feeling good. Um, but it's been a long journey um, in the sense that I think, too, it's like the education piece, like being comfortable with talking about what you haven't and just being comfortable with who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just part of the process. And so, um, when I moved to Philly when I was eight years old, uh, I started going to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which is the best oh, hospital, great. hands down, for sickle cell disease. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I have had the opportunity by traveling to other places, mm-hmm. trying to pick out different doctors. Um, it's the best care because mm-hmm. they genuinely care. And yeah. I think, too, when you want to go to a doctor, you don't want to feel like you're doing them a favor yeah, like, or yeah. they're doing you a favor by yeah. seeing you it's like no you're a doctor yeah exactly I'm patient exactly. <laughs> I need help yeah I'm informing I, your work exactly yeah. and I want you to actually give me information that I'm not going to find on the internet that I hope that you have been researching yourself yeah. to help inform me about how I can live a better life yeah. and so um, growing up I just really didn't tell a lot of people that I had sickle cell disease um, I remember in high school I had to get surgery and I was out for a long period of time and my biology teacher was like I guess doing like the role he was just like oh yeah I forgot Charlotte's out again because she has sickle cell disease and everyone was just like wait what exactly so then I'm not there because I'm in the hospital 
he starts talking about like what it means to have sickle cell disease and how probably I got it. Oh, and you could have been charts. He does a whole little charm and everything. He's like, yeah, so she's going to be out for a while. He's like, so anybody want to see her? You want to visit her at the hospital? Like, call, start calling my different friends. And I'm just like, wait, he, he said about what? Yes. <laughs> he said everything. And I was like, you need to sit. My mom's like, okay, here, kind of like, <laughs> like, What are you, like, eighth or ninth grade? Yeah, I'm like, no, yeah, this is like ninth grade. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we need to sit because he can't be doing that. Like, exactly. my mom's like, first of all, you act like the man says you had something, like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's normal. yeah. It's an inherited blood disease. Yeah. It's like nothing's wrong with it. But it's the fact that I didn't get to choose who I had like yeah, who who are, knew. yeah your choice of being able to he share. He chose for me and everyone's yeah. like, I didn't know you had this and it's yeah. just like, Well, that's one way of finding out. Yeah, exactly. Even people you're not even close with. So yeah. since then and then even going to Spelman College and like picking out a dorm and at Spelman not yeah. all the dorms are air conditioning. Yeah. So having to label that, oh, I want to be in an air conditioned dorm, why? Yeah. Oh, because I still sell disease. I'm like, oh, what if they put me on the floor with all sick people? Or yeah, like yeah. like just just not yeah. knowing and just really kinda just getting in my head about a lot of things. Yeah. Until, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. At this stage and age, like it is. I mean, like, there's nothing I can do about it now. Yeah. Um, but that kind of propelled me to think that if I'm having these kind of images and these symptoms, and I'm having difficulties about finding the right doctors as I travel to different cities or I start living in different cities, like, how can I better put myself in a position to be more informative, but then also help other people? Mm-hmm. And so I recently started um, Sickle Cycle, which is an educational platform for sickle cell disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's my way of talking about my experiences, but then also a way of educating people about what's going on in the sickle cell community. Because mm-hmm. uh, half the battle is that, especially like any other organization, people work in their silos and they don't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So great work is being done. Yeah. I just want to highlight that work. Yeah. I just want to make sure that people know that has sickle cell disease, that one, there's research that's being taken place. Um, you're not the only one that's suffering from these like certain issues. Um, finding a good doctor, dealing with healthcare issues in terms of like insurance costs, mm-hmm. dealing with the symptoms, the stigma with sickle cell disease. And I think as I travel to like other countries, like either going to Ghana or Grenada and sitting down speaking with people that are in the sickle cell community working at sickle cell clinics, the stigma is just so crazy. Yeah. And yeah. you don't know what that affects has on the person and also their family, whether it's financially, emotionally, whatever. It runs the gamut. You know, it's so interesting too, and I think it may be helpful to share like what a flare up or like an experience of having it like feels like and what it is. I know you mentioned like pain in legs or whatever, but I think people may not know exactly like what that what that is because I think when you were explaining it to me earlier, like I felt like oh I could have I had something where I, where I felt I do, I need to, do I need to go to the shop like do I need to go down to Jamaica and get my herbs I don't know what's going on like but I think like explaining like what that looks like and what that feels like people so because it, it's so common right like we've all had pain this and that or whatever like that but it's a, it's a common experience but it's unique right. you know what I mean so like explain a little bit more about what that feels it's like, like a chronic like, pain so like yeah. I could be literally. I can be sitting here with you and all of a sudden it's like this pain it's just it doesn't feel like it's burning on the outside it's burning in the inside Mm. and you're like what like you want to hold your arm thinking that's going to help but you just want to keep it still like I don't know what's going on and it is like the most it's the craziest pain you'll ever experience you're experiencing your legs you're experiencing your arms recently I felt it in my back and I was like I don't think I can get it in my back and so I called the emergency room 
and I was telling them, and he was like, I think you had shingles. And I'm like, no, so I never had the chicken pop, so I never yeah. had shingles. So, like, let's narrow that out. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 I really think it's shingles. You probably had a chicken pop, so don't realize it. I'm like, sir, is there another doctor that's on call? Because I don't think you're helping me right now. Yeah. Um, but it's just too, really, like, everyone that has sickle cell disease does not experience the same type of pain or experiences or, or symptoms, meaning that I had to have my spleen removed, not knowing that it's a, compl- it's a considered a complication with sickle cell disease, yeah. until I'm throwing up nonstop, my body mm. felt weak, and I'm like, mom, I cannot move, I had a temperature, and she's like, I'm gonna take you to the hospital, so we went to CHOPS, and they came to find out that I had a enlarged spleen that was growing up my rib cage, which was mm. causing complications and causing me to throw up nonstop. Jeez. And so I had to get a blood transfusion, had to get an IV, mm-hmm. all of those things in order for them to operate on me. But I didn't know that was a complication until I experienced it for myself. Yeah. Like you can have a list of different things that you can receive complications for, but until it hits you, you don't know what you it's just like. Don't know. Right. And so the pain you'll feel and sometimes even depending on the different types of sickle cell disease um you can have the trait and experience the same kind of symptoms as someone with the disease yeah. so it just varies it's so interesting too whatever because like i know a lot of people that have various forms like uh, like things that cause chronic pain mm-hmm. you know what i mean or have chronic pain for whatever reason um like lupus, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Of course, M- MS, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like all those different things. And I don't necessarily know if we pay like incredible attention to it. And I want to make an apology. We're in a room that has like the largest, like most incredible, most voracious like <laughs> air conditioner ever. So if you hear a lot of background, we apologize for the day. But at least you're cool. Exactly. Man, and then you know what I'm thinking? I'm like, I'm getting so mad. I was talking to her. I was like, man, this air conditioner ain't never have it on this room, which is why I like it because the sound comes mm-hmm. out. But maybe it's just divine because it's, <laughs> it's necessary. Outside. Exactly and I didn't even think about it like that so thank you Lord mm-hmm. for providing the space <laughs> um, but but you know I know some people with that and I see people like oh I have chronic pain I have chronic pain this and that or whatever and I, I've never felt it or whatever but I could not imagine having to go through that day in and day out like can you just explain like from an emotional standpoint from a psychological standpoint mm-hmm. from like a very heart and, and mind and soul like type of thing what does that do to a person like especially as a teenager like you just want to focus on like prom and mm-hmm. you know what I mean being on this committee here and mm-hmm. what college I'm going to go to and like having to have a juxtaposition of doing that plus you know what I mean worrying about your life you know yeah, what I mean you feel like you're missing out right yeah. and so you see your friends <clears throat> this is not the stage of Instagram yeah, exactly. so you yeah, just exactly. hear about picking up we the phone we own other right. words hear <laughs> <laughs> about picking up the phone and they're yeah. calling you like oh you still in my hospital exactly. oh let me tell you what happened this week and it's exactly. like oh yeah. so y'all went out to the skating ring <laughs> oh, okay. so who was all there exactly. oh so everybody was there <laughs> got it nice to know yeah. um, so it just th- makes you think that you're missing out yeah. on other things but it also too it's just it's like why me yeah right like what makes me different like why can't I be the same which makes you not want to share that you have this disease because yeah. you're just like I want to appear to be as normal as possible whatever yeah. that looks like whatever your perception that that seems to be and so emotionally just you just feel stuck right yeah. like you're just like woe is me kind of in yeah. the sense of just like being in a hospital and it's kind of similar to like anytime that you're sick right yeah you don't feel like your best self mm-hmm. and so it's easy for you to be like i'm just going to sit here and stay in the house and watch tv yeah. or do whatever and, and not live life to the fullest degree because i don't know what's going to happen yeah um 
But when I went to college, I started, you know, traveling abroad, studying abroad, different mm-hmm. places. And it's just like, you have to realize, am I going to let this disease define me or, I'm gonna, or am I going to propel in this? Yeah. Meaning that, okay, yes, I do have the disease, but there's other things I want to accomplish. I wanted to be an ambassador when I went yeah. to Spelman. Yeah. And then I found out what an ambassador does. I was like, I don't think that's it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you just yeah. figure out where you want to go from there. But I always had a love for travel. Yeah. And so figuring out like, okay, so what am I going to do if I do experience a crisis? Yeah. If I do have side effects of different things. Like when I was in Dominican Republic, I had an episode where I had like, the room was, we were in, it was hot. And first of all, it was hot. Dominic, I was about to say, Dominican Republic is like, on average, 104 degrees, Thank like on a, on, a, on a light day. But we were in the university and the room cut, like the air cut out. And I was like, yeah. dehydrated. Like, I don't know what. And I'm like, yeah. I need to go to like the infirmary. So the homestay person, he went with me <clears> and he was just trying to explain like sickle cell. And I'm like, why didn't I like research how to say this in Spanish? Why didn't yeah. I read? It's more on me. Because yeah. now I'm looking at her like she's trying to give me. Um, she's trying to give me. She was just like, "You need water." Yeah. I'm like, "Yes, I need water, but I also need like, do you have pain medicine?" Yeah. Like, I'm like dehydrated, and I'm like, yeah. literally, my arms are like in pain. Yeah. And she's just like, well, what else can I give you? And it's just like, oh my God, my space is not on point for this. Yeah. I really put myself in a, in a bad situation. And luckily, um, I had like plenty of fluids. They gave me like pain medicine. Like the person I went with, he spoke with, like his Spanish was better mm-hmm. than mine. So he was able to say like, no, she has this. I'm like, I'm trying to describe it like red blood cells, like different mm-hmm. ways. I'm like, this cannot happen again. Like this yeah. is bad, and so trying to figure out like other ways I can talk to somebody else to describe what I need. So the next day, I went back and was like, "Okay, is there a doctor here?" And went back with somebody that spoke Spanish really well and yeah. speak English very well yeah. to say like this Translate is like between. what yeah. happens. And so, what do I need to do the next time if something does happen? Yeah. And so, in situations like that, it it makes you be more proactive and more informative. And yeah. So. When I think about single cycle, that's what I want. I want people to be yeah. more informative, like learn from the lessons and mistakes that probably I have made in the past, but then also think about the things that are going on today mm-hmm. that can help you, that can inform your friends, your co-workers about sickle cell disease, because the half the battle is awareness. Like people have this misconception about what sickle cell disease is. Like, oh, you have yellow eyes. Oh, mm-hmm. you, you look a certain way. Mm-hmm. No. Like people from Greece, Italy, France, all mm-hmm. over the world, they receive, they have sickle cell disease. Mm-hmm. But it's just that here in the states, I find we just think it's a black disease, yeah. which is not. Yeah. And when I went to Geneva, I figured out that I'm like, okay, once again, like, all right, if I do get sick, what hospitals can I go to? They have some clinics in France, which is on the border. It's like 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Great sickle cell clinics because. They have universal health care. Yeah. So if you hear, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so a like, read. Exactly. <laughs> but if you hear, and people are like writing and saying that yeah. this doctor is good, they had the choice to go to that doctor. It's exactly. not because that's the only doctor they could afford. That's the only doctor that would see them. That's yeah. the only doctor that had. No, the doctor is good because he specializes in this disease. So mm-hmm. he knows all the upcoming trends, the research on it, mm-hmm. the cures for it, mm-hmm. everything about it. And that's what you need to be seeing. It's just like, you don't want to go to somebody that's going to have, you want to go to somebody that has the best knowledge and the best information for you mm-hmm. and your body and what you can do. What's the, and you mentioned cure just earlier and it just struck my brain too to, to make sure I asked for the viewers or whatever. I know we talked about this earlier, but like, is there a cure for sickle cell? And also like, what's the management regimen for like the pain and like the experiences that uh, persons that have it go through? 
So for the pain part, um, people usually get talent, you have to get blood transfusions, IVs. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people have to go more than others. It really depends on how many flare-ups and how many complications that you have with the disease. Um, And so that's the common tendency for that. In terms of the cure for the disease, there's two cures. One's on the market, the other one's not. One is gene therapy, where you try to figure out the genes and try to match it accordingly. Uh, And the second one is um, bone marrow. Uh, which has been successful in a couple of instances, but I think it's still, it's been out for a little bit. But I have never been to a doctor that said, you have suicide disease? Exactly. You need to get this cure. Exactly. Like, I haven't done that. And so, since, even in the medical community, it hasn't been highly publicized that way. Yeah. Right. I think it's more about, more about treating it and bringing awareness of what you can do. So, making sure that you're hydrated, making sure that you, if you're exercising, that's a big one for me. Now, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, summer 17, you know, <laughs> get it all the way together. It's like, all right, if I'm going to try to do a little boot camp and try yeah. to, like, figure it out, yeah. it's like, you don't need to know nobody's boot camp and yeah. you want to pass out in five seconds. Like, you need to figure out what works better for your body. And that's yeah. part of listening to your intuition, listen to what works best for you, but stay hydrated as well. Yeah. I mean, that's another part, too, because when I think about, like, your traveling, I want you just to kind of talk about, like, some of the places you've been to or whatever as well, because I think a lot of time, a lot of times when I hear people that have, like, issues of chronic pain, like, um, diseases similar or different mm-hmm. or whatever that uh, could in some ways be debilitating but are don't necessarily have to be mm-hmm. like I think at precautionary like we we may not exercise in the same way you did because it's just like why go through that you know what I mean mm-hmm. but there may be another way or you may not travel because like you said there may be language barriers there may mm-hmm. be this and that or whatever like talk to first of all I want to hear like where all the places that you've been because you've been like everywhere Charlotte so in college <laughs> for study abroad I went to Argentina uh, Paraguay, where else? Paraguay, and then Brazil, mm-hmm. Dominican Republic, Mexico, then um, to Jamaica, U.S. Virgin Islands, and this mm-hmm. is outside of college now. Yeah. Now we're like, yeah, you know, I graduated. Just traveling, right? <laughs> so, went to St. Croix, uh, while in Geneva, mm-hmm. went to other parts of Switzerland. France, Italy, Paris, mm-hmm. um, Germany, Nice, Morocco, mm-hmm. uh, been to South Africa, been to Ghana, um, Hawaii, just Cuba, everywhere. Grenada. Grenada. Yeah, Cuba, <laughs> um, Grenada, recently as of Thursday. I was about to say. Right, so I have been traveling a lot, and I think the one thing that Chops used to do, which was really good, is they gave a, a note. Like mm-hmm. anytime that like the person when you're moving and transitioning to adult care, and mm-hmm. that's another big issue within the sickle cell community, mm-hmm. is that when you have a pediatrician, you have to a, you have to go to now mm-hmm. an adult care, mm-hmm. and you might not receive the same kind of care. Like mm-hmm. for me, that's why I say Chops was the best because mm-hmm. they were the best. Hands down, you knew who to call, who to talk to. They were very friendly. They were very nice. Um, going to Atlanta, had to find my own doctors. Some doctors were just like, how do you know you have sickle cell disease? Mm-hmm. Others are like, which I thought was a weird question. It's like, well, what makes you think I don't? Like, you know, just, yeah. that's just an odd way of wording it. Mm-hmm. And then also too thinking that, oh, you just want pain medicine. Um, you're really not sick. You just want to feel like the victim. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I think. Did somebody say that? Wow. Yes. Wow. Like, oh, nothing's wrong with you. It's like, 
they hook you up to an IV, they give you pain medicine, they're like, yeah, so I don't know what's wrong with you, so I'm just going to, like, release you. So I don't know why you came in for this. It's just like, wait, what? Yeah. And so you're at your most vulnerable state. Think about when you're sick and you're in your most vulnerable state. I mean, you think about all these woody little comebacks later or what yeah, you should have done. Exactly. But in that time period, you're yeah. just like... You're hurt. Yeah, yeah you're just like, feel like you're just in a weird state. And so finding the best doctor, finding the best support system you can, yeah. um, which I think, too, is the, the research and the education piece that comes hand in hand together. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, I want to dig into like sickle cycle, too, because I want to know, like how you're imbuing like this need for research this need for like information sharing this change in narrative Mm -hmm. this um uh kind of like call to action for people to be able to grow themselves personally or whatever and not be defined by like a disease of any kind Mm -hmm. but in particularly most specifically for this like by sickle cell like i want to know how you're using sickle cycle but tell me a little bit about what sickle cycle wants to achieve and then I want to kind of get those questions answered okay yeah so the goal for sickle cycle is to put information out there that is relatable and easy to read Mm -hmm. um, for the everyday person whether you're a patient whether you're a parent whether you're in the medical community and to highlight different events that are taking place that are supporting those initiatives whether in the sickle cell community or healthy lifestyle healthy living Uh, but then also focusing on to the education part so I'm not a a medical researcher I'm not a doctor by any state of mind but the same time there's so many different articles that are coming out so making sure that it's centralized it's all in one place so people are doing different things this is what you need to know about there's conferences coming up this is what you should be plugged into Um, and so making sure that people there's no excuse right so it reminds me of you know how um, when it comes time for like different opportunities and different initiatives within especially minority communities people are always quick to say we can't find anybody we don't know where to go it's like (laughs) Exactly. Google. What's exactly. Wrong with you? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Ask a friend and do your research. Yeah. And so, as I do my research and I find out different things by talking to different medical communities, different doctors, um, I want to share that information. Yeah. And so, that's what the goal is to make sure that people, one, have the information, but then two, they do something about it. It's a call to action, mm-hmm. meaning that, um, so through Sickle Cycle, I had the opportunity to go with the Sickle Cell. Association um, of the Philadelphia Delaware Valley chapter to Harrisburg on it was like May twenty third yeah. uh, for PA Advocacy Day for sickle mm-hmm. cell disease and so that was just an amazing experience because it's easy for me to think about the patient's experience because I'm a patient living yeah. with the disease but there's the parents' experience which I didn't think about. Mm-hmm where this parent is talking about how he had to get two different insurances because if one couldn't cover the blood transfusion that his child gets mm-hmm. and another one has to cover the medicine that the child needs for sickle cell disease and then thinking about the work constraints like if yeah. you have your child that's on pain medicine that's like heavy sedated you can't leave your child alone yeah so now you have to like take off of work and lucky for him his wife has like um she has a true nine to five but he has more flexibility with his job so therefore they're able to do that but if both of them had like a strict nine to five that wouldn't be the opportune like time they would there would be they would have the opportunity to be able to care in the same way yeah it's like i don't know how you how like you have to support families that are doing things that that they need the help they need the resources so how do you you find that but then also on the medical side too it's just like what the medical doctors see that we don't know about right yeah and what are their like if you work in the medical field 
do you know about sickle cell disease? Like, yeah. how do you deal with a patient that has this disease? It's so funny. I used to work in nonprofit finance, and like we talked a lot about health equity, and like health equity we talked about, and like I was so when I first went there, I was like, okay, I get it. Like health equity, like I guess paying for health healthcare centers to be built, like thinking like so like rudimentary about like why finance was important to that, why like economic development mattered to like questions and talks about health. But what I found out was that when we talk about health equity, we also have to talk about disinvestment to communities mm-hmm. and like not having like all of the most appropriate like needs fulfilled when we're when we're planning out mm-hmm. like how communities can be engaged in a, in a way that makes the most mm-hmm. sense. And now you've seen this through like all your work prior to or whatever, but I think it's really important to note that like this isn't just a uh, an issue of like one disease is an issue that like because of this or whatever affects the way that we're able like it affects conversation about healthcare mm-hmm. and affordable healthcare or universal Funding, healthcare community exactly outreach community engagement the resources that you exactly. have to obtain within that community exactly even when Philadelphia well in the state of Pennsylvania there's five thousand people that are living with sickle cell disease mm. now that number might be higher because data is not shared widely about yeah. sickle cell disease and it also like to be updated. But then if you cut funding, what does that funding go to? Yeah. Like, does it go to community health organizations? Does it go that are supporting sickle cell patients? Yeah. Does it go to sickle cell patients for that want to achieve higher yeah. goals, whether it's college, scholarship? What about when your child misses school? Mm-hmm. How, who's helping catch up on that? So you yeah. have to think about that. It's just like, it's a, it's a, it affects everything. Yeah. When you think about it from a person standpoint, if you just think about, oh, this person has this disease, mm-hmm. what was them? No, you can't think about it in that side, that mindset until mm-hmm. it happens to your brother, your sister, and then you yeah. want to do a call to action yeah. for everyone to jump on board. And I think too, the other part of that is just just listening, yeah. really understanding it. And so when we were in um, Harrisburg, there was one legislator that was just like, "Oh, I get it, because I have a cousin that mm-hmm. that has it, so I already know everything about sickle cell disease." Yeah. And it's just like, "No, I have the disease, yeah. and I don't know everything about the disease." Yeah. So when we ask for funding, when we ask for additional resources, mm-hmm. it would behoove you to listen to understand it on mm-hmm. a different level. Yeah. No, I think that that's what that's what I'll kind of like. What I'm getting from this, what I'm learning from this, is that you know, when I think about these things, I think about it very, very like one-dimensionally you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if if not having heard this if you just told me prior to this and you said like yeah I have sickle cell I'd be like oh man mm-hmm. that's probably really unfortunate right you know what I'm saying like yeah, you know what I mean like, like it's I don't know what sickle cell is I don't know how it affects you You'd be like yeah and it means I have pain I've had pain before too yeah I know exactly what my tummy was hurting and like you know what I'm saying like I yeah. had a headache and like but I don't know the details of it you know mm-hmm. what I mean and then when I'm like through talking with you I kind of see that not only the complexity of how it affects you as a person but like the complexity about how it affects like the global complex the global complex of like economy and of healthcare and of health equity and of you know financial responsibility like advocacy and law and and, and all this stuff policy. like exact policy that's, exactly. that's the problem with the data piece is yeah. that so I'm such a policy person yeah. I come from that policy space where you look prove at, it <laughs> <laughs> where you look at what's taking around like taking place around you what are the needs of the community and how are you going to address it yeah so be looking at um, we can look at various different things where you look at health disparities, where you look at economic development, um, workforce development, all of that. You can yeah. take all those pieces and it all boils down to economic development in yeah. some way, shape, yeah. or form. I agree. It's all about who has the equity. And equity. Who are we also investing in and who are we not investing in? Yeah. Privilege and power. Yeah. 
And so when you think about that, is you want to be in a position that you're influencing the right people. When I say the right people, I mean the people that need it the most, that are mm-hmm. most vulnerable mm-hmm. to these types of situations that don't have the resources or the voice for somebody to advocate for them. And yeah. so when you look at the numbers, the numbers speak truth to power. And so I think you have to pick your audience, right? If you're meeting with, meeting with the legislators, you have to say, in your district, this amount of people have sickle cell disease. Mm-hmm. These are the complications that they experience. These are the hardships that they go through. Mm-hmm. They don't have transportation to get to the hospital mm-hmm. because you don't have yeah. adequate health care providers yeah. in your district. That's something that people can get. Yeah. And so it's noting noting your audience, audience, but then also making sure that you are aware of what you're saying mm-hmm. and that you can speak truth to power. Now, it's so interesting because even like with health equity, like we talk a lot about like food deserts, for instance, mm-hmm. right? And we'll say like, you know, you don't have transportation to get to here. Like there's no uh, farmer's markets in mm-hmm. Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In Philadelphia, which is uh, Frankfurt is historically, for those who don't know Philly that well, are, is one of the most uh, it's a promise, promise zone, but it's one of the most disinvested areas in the country with the lowest, uh, with the highest rate of poverty in, in the country. One of the one of the areas, not the most. Which is in the Northeast. Yeah, which, which is, so it's like, yeah. so people have this mentality too about the Northeast. Like, oh, Northeast is like glitz and glamour. It's yeah. like, every, I feel like every part of Philadelphia has a need. Yeah, everything's <laughs> surrounded by a hood. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, there's a need, but then yeah. also there's, there's interesting things that are going on in that city, and yeah. it's part of, I think that's too, my, my background in community engagement and policy is mm-hmm. looking at, okay, who was part of these decision-making processes? Yeah. And and who has been here the longest? Who has felt like um, opportunities have been stifled from them, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, you can, you can have a corporation in this neighborhood, but who are you hiring mm-hmm. to work in those corporations? But who are you servicing as well? Yeah. And so if the service doesn't match who you're hiring, then I think that you need to take a better look at that picture. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's and it's more than just like, like I, I, in my head, what I'm thinking now is, is if you are in Frankfurt, right, since we're talking mm-hmm. about that place, we're, you're in Frankfurt, you already have disinvestment from like health equity from a food perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Food deserts are like, you are in a food desert. And then on top of that, you have sickle cell or some other type of chronic mm-hmm. illness. And then on top of that, like you, you are disinvested. You don't have opportunities for like economic development for yourself mm-hmm. and for your own community by being able to get quality work and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. If all those things like compound, and then you add like a sickle cell, you add something else on top of that or whatever like that. What type of life is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that like that's the real. That's what I want to drive home. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm learning for, mm-hmm. through you or whatever. Like this, so thank you. But like, I think that the layering of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We can't look at any one thing as one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is connected to this and that. We're in a woven world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're, and it's, it's just crazy to me or whatever like that, that I, I mean, I have not thought about this in the same way prior to this or whatever. And I think that that's probably like the blessing of like the, the sickle cycle mm-hmm. to be able to kind of give that op- that opportunity for people. Where can people find sickle cycle? www.sicklecycle.com Spell that for us just in case. It's S I C K L E C Y C L E dot com. And are you on like your Instagram too, right? On Instagram, we're on Facebook. Um, and but I will say too, like all the other associations, there's a lot of work that's going on in the community yeah. for sickle cell disease. Um, it's just, it's really sometimes it's volunteers. Like when I met with a sickle cell organization in Grenada. They're like, we need volunteers. Yeah. They run a clinic with the university mm-hmm. to service sickle cell children. Mm-hmm. But they do pre-screening for sickle cell trait because a lot of people don't know that they have it. Yeah. So they said one out of every 10 person living in Grenada has the trait. 
which is a high number. And so you think about what are the resources that they have to manage this disease. Exactly. And so I think the conception too is just like, oh, if you don't, like, just because you have it, you can easily say, I'm just going to let this define me. Yeah. I'm just going to sit down. I'm just going to say, you know what? This is the life that was given to me. Yeah. Feel sorry for me. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't have to be the case. The real no, case is that we can be activated. Run with it. Yeah. And help those that do receive, you mm-hmm. know, that do have suicide disease and more complications on a higher level. And so it's thinking about blood drives, it's thinking about um, financial resources, it's thinking about mm-hmm. volunteering in your community, it's thinking about, oh, if your cousin has it, have that dialogue with your cousin. Think about yeah. who you can share that information with your coworkers. They have Sickle Cell Month is in September. You can think about they have the Sickle Cell Walk that's here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You can participate in that. You can do a team. You can do fundraising. I think about the ways that you can help and engage other people, mm-hmm. especially if you think something's near and dear to your heart. Yeah. And, and am I right? Did you say that the Sickle Cell Advocacy Day is June 18th? It's June 19th, so June it's 19th. tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. So Actually, it's, it's today. Oh, because yes, we're, today. <laughs> yes, we're, yes, yes, we're recording today. this Sunday for Monday. Yeah, but yeah, yes, it's today. So, yeah. It, uh, so it's World Sickle Cell Awareness Day. Oh, okay, great. And so in Grenada, they have, in other cities too, uh-huh. um, not just Grenada is one country that yeah. has it, um, but all different works are going on where people are doing like blood drives, people are getting information out, the Sickle Cell Association mm-hmm. of America, they have a webinar. Um, you can go to their website directly to find out more information about that, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like the headquarters central for sickle cell disease. They have the Association of America. Yeah. Um, and so they have a lot of information on their website about mm-hmm. the disease, where you can go to get tapped into other chapters, that local chapters that might mm-hmm. be in your area. But then also, too, this new initiative that you've started is making sure that if you do have sickle cell disease, since data is such a big problem, yeah. Go to the website and you can register and say that you have sickle cell disease. Mm. And so therefore you can keep a log of that. And so the one thing in Grenada that they said they did with working with their children is that they made sure that the parents were advocates for their own child. Yeah. Meaning that they kept a book. They gave them like a, a little booklet where they can write down all their immunizations, mm-hmm. all the procedures and surgeries yeah. they had. So when they do meet with a new doctor, they say, okay, my child has this. Mm-hmm. This day they received this. This day they did this. And so it's the ownership is on you. Yeah. And I think, if anything, you learn is that you are your biggest advocate. Yeah. And so it behooves you to make sure you have the responsibilities to educate yourself and others. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, the one of the call to actions that I'm hearing inside of this is like, one, find out where you sit at within this space or whatever. Mm-hmm. Find out if you sit there personally mm-hmm. or if just as like an informed person, like you can just get more information so that when you see it happen, because how many people have sickle cell like across the country or the world? It's over over 100,000 people. Yeah, I mean with with that amount of people. In America. In America, yeah. So I mean like you know somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that whether you know you know them or not. Mm-hmm. And like when you're experiencing that, I think the care that we give to those relationships like I have a lot of people that talk about like I saw a friend of mine post something about like I don't think people know what it's like when you have chronic pain and I was like yeah I don't know what it means but I don't know necessarily know what that what that feels like either right. and I think there's a different level of care as people are observing like talking about it mm-hmm. you know what I mean that you can have when you're thinking about you know what I mean yeah chronic pain and things of that nature and like diseases that cause that you know what I mean it's, it's a lot of work for us to do essentially you know what I mean to be able to do that and be advocates for it what's the call to action that you see Sickle Cycle being able to um, offer to people I think about it's exposure to all the great work that's already taking place within mm-hmm. the community um, 
many different organizations are doing different things for sickle cell disease, making sure that we're supporting them mm -hmm. on our different um, Instagram channels. We're supporting them by talking about their events. Um, but then also, too, is the research piece, right? So there's a lot of research that's taking place within sickle cell disease, but making sure that the community is well informed about that, making sure that they know what's right for their body, just because mm -hmm. one step might be, you know, if somebody does decide to do bone marrow, that might work for them. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm not comfortable getting that done right now. Yeah. Um, but that might change, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you just never know. If, if my sickle cell becomes very severe later on, and, mm -hmm. and, and it goes through waves. One day it's good, mm -hmm. next day it's mm -hmm. not. And that's just the luck of the draw. Um, but then, too, is the funding aspect, too. Yeah. Right? If you know about an organization that's doing great work, you yeah. want to support them. It's, it's financially, but then also it's volunteering of time, it's volunteering of resources. Yeah. If you know somebody they can help, they have challenges of organization, yeah. organizational challenges, which a lot of nonprofits do. Mm -hmm. If you know somebody that, that manages and that operates in nonprofit management and loves that work, yeah. Figure out how you can use their resources and their expertise for that. Yeah, and it's an um, underfunded market, I guess is what you're saying too. Yeah, like, too. Uh, like, so think about ways that you can support in various ways. But then mm -hmm. also too, like some of what you say, know if you have the disease, know if you mm -hmm. have the trait. Mm -hmm. uh, know if whoever you're dating or your partner has the trait too. Know what your options are if you have a child with the disease or the trait. Mm -hmm. And think about all of the research that you can get to like kind of deal with those issues know who a great doctor is to go to that field so one of the good things that I like too about Sickle Cycle is that um, we talked to this uh, one of the doctors on there and I was like oh what's the what's the best hospital what's the top three best hospitals and why do you think that yeah. um, because care is so important yeah. you know you think about I personally when I think about a city mm -hmm. you think about the church you want to go to yeah. you think about your mechanic because yeah. there's nothing like finding a good mechanic a tailor <laughs> and get like a hairdresser <laughs> so like in my healthcare right so it's like that's my top no Charlotte house. this is what you thinking about <laughs> I think everybody should be thinking like that like if you guys go to an event and you go mess up your dress for this thing like no I, can, I don't think anytime I've thought about moving that I've ever been like hmm are the tailors good and I had a really good tailor in Atlanta and it was like affordable like I mean this place worked wonders okay and so since I haven't found that again this is in the front of my mind oh wherever I'm going to is going to have it <laughs> it's so interesting I'm going to take a, a little break or whatever so we can like thank our sponsor really quickly but um I want to talk to you about like the future of you the future of like sickle cell and like where you where we want to like drive home on like this conversation to or whatever just to kind of give people not only uh perspective and direction but also hope mm -hmm. you know what I mean around like what's happening next or whatever so let's take a brief break and then we'll come right back okay I think it was the great philosopher Ja Rule who said, where will we be without a sponsor? Thank you so much to Emily Atahayaway for providing our sound and technology for the I Sit Child podcast. You are awesome. And look, you can be just like Emily, and in fact, you really should because she's kind of effing awesome, but all you have to do is email me. Send an email to Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S at com, and once you do that, we'll be able to send you out our wish list. We'll send you out the wish list. You can pick whatever you want. You can make the order yourself. It'll be an in-kind donation. And because we're a 501c3 organization through the Raha Community Investment Collaborative, it's tax deductible. That's right. You can write off an in-kind donation on your taxes. So if you spend $300, you won't get that $300 back. Well, at least 90% through government regulations. Whatever. That's not even material to all of this. You'll get 
some money back on tax time. So give it up. I'm going to send you out a letter after you give it. That's going to say you did it. You're going to take it off on your taxes in 2017. You're going to come up with a little check. That check won't be good for you. And you're going to be thanking me later. So do it now and support a great cause. Emily, we appreciate you again. And now back to our show. Hello, hello, hello. We're back. Charlotte, you still with us? Yes, I am. She's still here. <laughs> I can see it. Um, so, Charlotte, like I said, I wanted to talk about, like, the future. Um, and I'm going to start with you as a person or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you've clearly had, like, a really, like, accomplished career thus far. More to go, mm-hmm. right? You've had a really, like, eventful, like, life of been able, like, to travel and see different things. And mm-hmm. been able to just to kind of, like, just have a really broad experience, Right in the future or whatever like what types of things do you want to do and does like sickle cell become a part of that conversation like you know if you get married you have kids you do anything Mm -hmm. else or whatever like that where do you see yourself at like 10 years from now 10 years from now or growing to 10 years from now oh yeah Yeah. i can see that okay um still working in the sickle cell space being Mm -hmm. an advocate um Mm -hmm. because i think there needs to be more advocacy work in Mm -hmm. this space uh, but then also too making sure that you're supporting people that are already working in this space because yeah. I think a lot of times when something new or creative comes out people always be like oh I'm, I'm doing this but it's like no there's other people that are doing similar work mm-hmm. so think about ways you can work together and collaborate with a lot of people for that mm-hmm. um, me personally I'm still trying to figure out what my next move is professionally mm-hmm. um, where I want to be what I want to do and I think by working in the Obama administration, it was such a great opportunity because I got to work on a lot of things. It was very fast paced mm-hmm. um, and every day was very different. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to kind of match that <laughs> in mm-hmm. a sense. But then also, too, my focus is very community engagement central, thinking about health disparities, thinking about economic development, thinking about workforce. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, like I said earlier, is that money ties into everything right and so when you think about the opportunity to work think about the opportunity for you to fill out your or think big or to think about the next or your purpose and Mm -hmm. what that purpose might mean for you you need a job to do that you need income you need support system you need money to go to the grocery store to feed yourself to support your family Mm -hmm. and so what are ways that you are going to do that by loving what you do because you spend most of your time at work anyways and so why not have that match um, accordingly and so I'm trying to figure out what that looks like for me and so it's part of it is thinking about working in the single cell space but then also ways that I don't have to work in the single cell space I can still be an advocate outside of that space where I'm informing other people mm-hmm. at work or at the corporation or foundation wherever I land in and say, yeah, yeah say you know what we do this every year we mm-hmm. do a community engagement piece every yeah. year or once a month why don't we put sickle cell on the on the platform for that? Why don't we think about different ways that we can include what we do as a business and mm-hmm. incorporate that somehow in supporting sickle cell disease? And so thinking about the larger scale impact that I can make. Um, and then personally, kids, husband, mm-hmm. marriage, all that good stuff in the mm-hmm. future. Um, still traveling, of mm-hmm. course. Um, not baby trying stuff. to right. Baby and stuff. Like, alright, we get your little passport. <laughs> Just stay and stuff. Um, and so that's that's the plan. Just 
just trying to be the best person I can be and mm-hmm. try to think about ways that I could be true to myself. Yeah. Um, which I think, too, we all should be kind of reflective about mm-hmm. where do we want to go, what is best for us, yeah. what are we good at, what makes us smile, what makes us happy, yeah. and then achieve that and go after that the best way possible. No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because I, I often think a lot of times when we talk about, like, disease and things that again like have any any way that they can debilitate us or whatever we start we stop thinking about what future looks like mm-hmm. you know what I mean we get really really current focus like today we need research today mm-hmm. we need this today we need that but I think really the way that businesses grow the way that nonprofits grow the way that like initiatives of any kind grow is like when we're able to think future you know what I mean as well and, like look 10 years ahead or, like longitudinally like when I look back at this 15 years from now I want to be able to say we were here and now we've grown there and that's you know the building the strategy so and then I guess in your own life I just I appreciate you saying it like, oh no, I'm going to have, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is for me. Like, you know what I mean? like I'm going to have my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not going to stop me from being able to do that or whatever. So, I mean, that's a, a, a beautiful, beautiful observation on that. I think, too, just like not rushing the process, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. timing is yeah. everything, but you have to think about it. Like, this is how I think about it now. And I think after administration, I was like, oh my gosh, I need a job. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. You know, seeing where. That is not. That's not where I'm at right now. That's not yeah. the space where I'm at. The space where I'm at now is I have one life. Yeah, yeah. This better be the best yeah. life that I could be, yeah. and that I can like live to the best of my ability. And yeah. so anywhere else it's just you're not living you're living as a man yeah 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 I mean I think it's also like really just a testament like what you're sharing too and I, I think of course sickle cell your own life experiences or whatever like that like mm-hmm. create a pathway for you to be able to think differently about it mm-hmm. but like even after leaving like from Obama everybody be like I gotta this is a train like I gotta mm-hmm. jump on this and mm-hmm. tell everybody I was with Obama like you know what I mean like going yeah. that thing but like you're taking a totally different perspective to kind of like figure out more about you because I think when you're working with you know what I mean a person like him or whatever who seems to at least like have a very full perspective mm-hmm. you know what I mean about how he views himself and then what his vision was for like America in a sense or mm-hmm. whatever you want to achieve a part of that for yourself too I'd imagine mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I mean it's a great opportunity for you to be able to figure out how you fit in you know what I mean inside of all of this too or whatever it is so kudos no thank you I'm, I'm excited excited for you because I think too you even like to the testament of what you're doing right now mm-hmm. right like doing this podcast yeah you saw a need and you're fulfilling it, right? Mm-hmm. You're filling it every day by thinking about creative ways that you can help your community. Yeah. And so as we think about that, in any space that we're in, whoever's listening to this, that's the greatest challenge, right? That's the greatest challenge of saying, like, this is the need, but how do I execute that need? Because anybody can have a dream, yeah. you know, but you have to figure out how you're going to implement and achieve that goal, that dream, little and by go little. after it, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's time, right? Everything's yeah. not going to be... We won't have glitches. Yeah. Everything's not going to run smoothly. Yeah. Things aren't going to be where we thought it was going to be in terms of our time trajectory. But yeah. that's life. You just got to roll with the punches and make the best out of it. It's but so, also be proactive. No, definitely. And it's so interesting Like when you made like the analogy of like, the little things I guess that we do or whatever like mm-hmm. make us grow whatever because I remember like when I was little um, and I used to my grandma used to go up my grandma's steps and I was so interested in being able to like move I don't know me and my cousin used to do this like try to go skip a step when you're walking down or walking yeah. up like so you try to like grow yourself up or whatever like you're trying to like I'm gonna get up this step but I'm gonna do it in three steps not in two steps, steps. and try to like not go step by step and I just feel like even now in my life like I feel like step by step is really important for some reason when I was a kid I was like no me being able to do this this is the challenge to skip over that step and be able to do this and that or whatever no matter how hard it is but like figuring that out but I feel like now like 
I'm in a space where I just want to do step by step and this and that. And that's what I see from you. Like, I mean, you no, know, you have step- to take time to reflect. Exactly, exactly. And I think we're off, we're driven, right? Like, yeah. that's just how our mind works. Even when people are like, "You got a job yet?" It's yeah. Like, Child, you got a job from the airline? Exactly. What's up? <laughs> what they charge it? Like, what's the exactly. job requirement exactly. like? Exactly. Um, so, you know, that's it's just changing the conversation, right? Yeah. Just kind of being comfortable in your own stuff. It's like, now figure it out. Yeah, exactly. You know, all in due time. Yeah. And so not rushing that process. Whatever and that making your like. next move the best move. Like, I think that that's mm-hmm. the thing, too. And I just appreciate, like, you starting Sickle Cycle and really kind of saying, like, how can I use this moment to be, like, super, super personal? And I was mm-hmm. talking to another guest that I had, and I just said, like, you know, long term, like, I don't know how much longer I can, like, work for another person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because it's just in my brain. So, like, I'm dueling. Like, you know what I mean? The part mm-hmm. of, like, having, like, full-time work the but grind. you're driving yourself exactly. crazy well exactly and then it's just like when do you get that balance of being able to do this so I appreciate everybody that comes in with like the entrepreneurial mindset of saying like in these spaces or whatever like that let's create let's build let's mm-hmm. grow let's do something and it's also other people that are like doing the work right mm-hmm. so it's it's research too yeah. it's like okay with this time I'm not just going to sit back and yeah just sit and watch TV. It's like, yeah. no, think about the things you want to do. Think about the people that are doing the things that you want to do yeah. and have a conversation with them. Figure out other people's path and say, oh, they did it this way. This might not work for me, but I did like they they mentioned this one piece and that's what I'm going to incorporate in what I do. Yeah. And so it's just really figuring out what is best for you mm-hmm. and then going after that and trying to and be comfortable making those falls and trips and yeah. stumbles and you'll land just fine, but it's just part of that it's the process. Yeah, I, I love mindset questions when I'm like speaking with guests. And yes, last week I asked uh, our guest Gracie. I said like, like, what's your daily routine? Because I just wonder like if people have routines. Some people just don't. Like mm-hmm. they, every day is different. Like I'm more. I'm a little bit in between both sides or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, what's a daily Charlotte routine in some way? Like besides it jumping on planes. Been, it hasn't been right, <laughs> like, daily lately. Um, so traveling's one. Like <laughs> thinking about two where different meetings are and trying to yeah. like if I have to meet with somebody in Baltimore whether it's just an information session whether yeah. I need to help someone that wants to get into the administration or yeah. wants to like not even this not this current administration <laughs> but whoever's interested in politics and kind of like coaching them and just uh-huh. saying like oh okay like what are you interested in doing and just kind of being like a, a being what somebody did for me yeah, right? like yeah. so I have yes I have done a lot of things in my life mm. but it hasn't been just by me it's yeah. been people that have coached supported me advised me so to see yes yeah. exactly and said no you need to be doing this you shouldn't take that job because mm-hmm. that person's crazy yeah. it'll make your life like crazy yeah. and so it's it's listening and having that kind of support system and so now it's a lot of now like I said working out that's one yeah. thing but then two working thinking about the way that I want single cycle to go yeah, right? so yeah. there's other is all these thoughts that I like look at other organizations and, and the way they the path that they follow and saying mm-hmm. like oh, I don't know if that works for me or if I should do it this way mm-hmm. and thinking about opportunities that I can make sure that sickle cell has the awareness it needs but mm-hmm. then also not making sure it's it's hammering down with a nail right like yeah. you know that person that just wants you you know fundraising yeah. for example you calling them up every five minutes like alright so look exactly you gonna give us money this year exactly this like, I don't want to be in that kind of mentality where yeah. there's a need. I just want to be in a place where it's helpful. And so, the since I've received so much help along the way, mm-hmm. that's the same thing I'm doing now. And so, on an everyday basis, it's just literally 
traveling, research, mm-hmm. uh, working out. Yeah. Uh, love my little fitness place mm-hmm. in D.C. And so I'm back and forth between D.C. and Philadelphia now. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes New York for family yeah. um, functions and stuff like that. And then traveling. So every day is different. You know, yeah. different opportunities. And that's another thing, too. It's cycle cycle. So many opportunities have opened the doors where people want to have conversations. Yeah. And so it's sitting down and people talk about collaborations with other things. It's like, oh... Yeah. I don't know if that works for me, but this is what I can support you on. Yeah, you know, exactly. just being honest with that. Like, I don't want to have something that feels like it's a, a feels t- like it's a burden. Yeah, it feels yeah. like I have to do because I already said yes. It's like, yeah. no, let me think on that and being comfortable in saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And taking time. Exactly. One of the things that I love that you do, you mentioned inside of like your routine of life is that like you are really big on doing like informational sessions with people. And I know yes. we talked about that a bunch with like you know, thriving, you know what I mean, dynamic leaders across mm-hmm. the country or whatever like that. And like you're really being like, no, I wanna go over here, I'm gonna meet with this person, I wanna have a conversation. Um, what are you finding like just for yourself, and this is more so personal, less about like sickle cell and sickle cycle or whatever, like, just for you as a person, like what are you finding out like as you're doing that? And not like specific information, but it's like intrinsically, like you know what I mean? Like I'm learning this by doing these types of like informational things with folks. I say like so at first it's always like nervous right because yeah. you're like oh I'm going to up the phone and call this yeah. person that doesn't know anything about me yeah. <laughs> um, or sometimes it might be a connection but they're still leery about talking to you for whatever reason yeah. um, so sometimes it's just breaking down that wall like honestly it's just for and I, I say it in front like mm-hmm. this is not for a job this is not for anything I yeah. just really want to know your kind of point of view and I yeah. think on that end, it helps the person that is talking to you say like, oh, okay, cool. Like mm-hmm. we can have an honest dialogue and just go yeah. from there. So it's not necessarily, she needs a job, she's yeah. passing me out. Yeah. I need to deliver something for her by this time. It's more so like, no, they just want to know your path. Yeah. And I think when you come in in that kind of space, like, you know, I saw that you did X, Y, and Z. Like, how did you get there? Like, yeah. what did you like about that position? Was it crazy? Yeah. Um, was the person stressful? Like, how did you raise so much money doing this? Yeah. Um, and figuring that out, right? Yeah. Those are best practices that yeah. oftentimes don't get shared. Yeah, yeah. And they do. They're in like some wordy document yeah, exactly. that you do not want to look through. Some dissertation. Right. Yeah. It's just like, no. Like, I yeah. want to know how you raised $40 million in one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, tell yeah. me the steps. Like, walk me through that process. Like, what made you go through that? Yeah. And then sometimes I'm talking to people that really don't have an interest in the same field that I have. It's yeah. just saying that you started this tech company like what made you want to start that yeah. you know and yeah. so even if this one guy I ran into I had coffee with one of my friends mm-hmm. and um, on Walnut Street downtown and I like went and had coffee with somebody else like mm-hmm. around the corner yeah. and ran into him twice he was like this is my second time seeing you he's like you still doing coffee I heard a little bit of your conversation earlier because we yeah. sat next to each other and I was like yeah I was like what do you do and we went to coffee and mm-hmm. so it's just like this is the time. I didn't, when I was in administration before mm-hmm. even working, you don't have this time to just yeah. sit and have conversations and, and, and really kind of reflect over yeah. what you like, what you want to do, um, how you can help other people. Yeah. How you build bridges. Like, oh, that's interesting. Sorry that. Oh, I have a friend that does mm-hmm. that too. I'll connect you to make sure y'all, you know, you know each other because yeah. maybe y'all can support the same work that you do. So it's, it's being in that field and, and seeing where it goes and not necessarily like having to say, this is my goals that I'm going to achieve after that. Like, that's great to have it if, mm-hmm. you, if you know that this is what you want to achieve after that. And if each two, like, out of every conversation I have or, like, information sessions, I'm like, so, you know, 
people talked about XYZ do you know two or three people that are interested in this field or that do this mm-hmm. that I can speak to as well yeah. and so it keeps the conversation going whether that leads to a job and all my past jobs they have led to that yeah I mean so the point I, I think what I'm hearing too is like synthesizing in some ways if you go out just being inquisitive about this world, inquisitive about life, inquisitive mm-hmm. about your own future, you know, you can make a pathway for you to be able to learn enough and to learn more than what you know to be able to open up the doors that drive you towards your future. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I mean, it's so funny because I, I'm really, really interested in like, almost like CEO mindset. And not people that are like CEO and founder mindsets. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, because I think it's a very, very interesting, and I work under a CEO who's also a founder. And like, I'm constantly like, looking and listening to that and he actually brought to me he said like you are such a good listener because like I listen with the intention of hearing everything you're saying like I'm dissecting every part of that and I think that's something that you're just doing so well and I think it's also giving you the drive to be able to say like how do I focus on my own passions and find those things or whatever and then be able to kind of marry those things together half the battle is following up yeah people do not follow up people will not call you <laughs> they will call you and say I need a job I need this exactly, I need that exactly you're like okay well send me this do this I'm gonna have you talk to this person they don't follow up with the person you connected them with yeah. they don't say you know thank you no. exactly you know, <laughs> it's just like oh my god what is wrong with you like keep it tight like, you mentioned thank you notes though because I think like me and another a, a young lady I work I work with pre- previously she was really into thank you notes too but I've seen like few people that like really honor them in the way that I do like I love like meeting with people and like writing handwritten notes like mm-hmm. for a little bit of time I was like trying to get really techy and like oh let me send this email or whatever mm-hmm. it's not but it doesn't even work in my brain like I love taking the time to like write it a lot of times like when I go to meet with people I like put it in the mail the second after I leave out or whatever mm-hmm. and people are like oh my god like you really sent the whole handwritten note like like one embossed with calligraphy. Yes. Like, on that, like, yeah, that's one of my. I have like 30 boxes of like thank you notes or whatever because I just I love kind of like showing people that I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. And it's really what's propelled my career. Like, it's not been because like I'm the most talented in everything that I do, mm-hmm. it's been because the way that I approach people are like, oh man. You know what I'm saying? Like, approaching it with, like, this level of, like, dedication to showing who it is that you truly are. And if you're a connector, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, this, if you're going in these fields, like, I know we both kind of live in this external liaison type of mm-hmm. world. If you're doing that, like, prove it. And be nice to people. Exactly. exactly. That's half the battle. Exactly. Be nice to people for the sake of being nice to them. Thank you. Exactly, like, yeah. You don't need to know this person. And DC so like that. They yeah. just, they want to know where you work, yeah. who you work for, who you report to, What's your GS before number? they know, exactly. right, before they know your name or where you're yeah. from. And exactly. I'm more so like, oh, where are you from? Exactly. Oh, what a city. Exactly. You know, like, that's just how it is. But just be nice to me. Like, that's yeah. half the battle. No. No, just be nice. Yeah. Stop being mean. Yeah. Like, just... <laughs> and stop using... Stop using these as an opportunity just to be selfish. Like, I mean, using them to build community. And, like, all of my... Even, like, some of my close friends or whatever, previous guests on the show, whatever, like that, person at Charlotte uh, knows... It, you worked under Ivory, didn't you? Yes, Ivory's my boss. Ivory was your boss or whatever. Ivory's a good friend of mine or whatever. Ivory was, like, everybody's boss because she was, like... Vice Cause, president. Yes, because Ivy yeah. was all around the city. Exactly. Like, we will be doing this exactly. today. It was so nice. But, but that's how 
we met too because I was doing the stage management and you were interning. I yeah, think at that I was time. interning for. And that's all that to say. Like me and Ivory, we, we became close friends, not because I was talking to her because I needed a job. Like yeah, she was in. I was just like, man, this is interesting. Like mm-hmm. you young, you out here getting it. I want to know more. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that she could do anything, and I totally went in a different direction professionally mm-hmm. and just kept on talking. I just using that as an example of saying like, if you just sit there and just have a conversation with people just for the sake of like really just getting to know folks, you'll build beautiful relationships. And I'm more impressed with her by like the friendship that we have more so than the, the work. Than the the work. You know what I mean? Like, sure, if I wanted a job, whatever, I could be like, Ivory, talk to this person for me. Right. But that's not what I'm. What I'm. What I'm happy about. Like, I'm happy because I just get to know people. And I think like coming with that mindset just in every relationship. And I heard people say like, Oh, you're a good relationship builder and this and that. It's not because I'm trying. And I think that that's the point of it or whatever like that. Like, mm-hmm. your heart has to be in building the relationships to get your passion across too. You, you have to be nice people. You have yeah. to be. Especially if you're like a connector. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. you think about like customer service, you think about like just being generous, respectful, all those kind of things. Being a great listener, yeah. that's half the battle. But yeah. then also delivering. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, like, oh, I can do Outcomes this. Better. Da, da, da. Yeah. And then two weeks later, you're like, oh, I totally forgot. Yeah. What? Exactly. Exactly. You better use your Google Doc exactly. and stop playing. <laughs> like, what is going on with you? So I think that's just. It's basic common practices that people yeah. not, like they just don't know. But I think working at Frankfurt High School, yeah. I loved it. At all the jobs, that was like yeah. like my favorite job, just yeah. because it was you saw the opportunity to help someone else, right? And yeah. what that means in their career, what that means in their trajectory, what that means yeah. for their family. Yeah. And so you can have somebody that's not thinking about college, not thinking about school, not thinking about their career, because. Yeah. So oftentimes we don't know, we only know what we see. Yeah. And so if we don't see anybody yeah. that is doing this work, we don't know that work it actually exists. Yeah. And so bringing more people out there, young professionals saying that, oh, okay, they're producers, they're doing this, they're, yeah. they own their own hair salon. You like doing hair? Yeah. Let's think about the mindset of owning. Let's think yeah, about yeah. the mindset of what works best for you. If you yeah. want to be a doctor, they have internships. You know, in hospitals and stuff like that, it's like, oh, I'm, I don't like blood. Yeah. Well, maybe there's something else that you can do in medical field. Like, exactly. but maybe not yeah. being a doctor is not the best thing for maybe you. Maybe it's not your ministry. Exactly. And so, yeah. just thinking about helping people kind of like come to that realization, right? Yeah. And so, exposure is just one of the best things that I yeah. can say, and that's why I love travel so much, just because it helps me get out of my own kind of head and say this is the way things should be, or this is the way how things should go. It's like, no, the people are living these lies yeah. it's just like to be a part of their culture be part of what they're going through every day is something to be seen it helps you have more of a, a global perspective instead of just getting stuck from your your bias um way of thinking yeah so yeah i think that's that's just the best thing to do is just kind of just always be open yeah and never kind of um yeah, just I mean, really, that's what it is. It's not just blocking off the yeah. opportunities. Of not being blocking able. your blessing. Yeah. Just, yeah. just saying, hey, this is for me. It's for me. If it doesn't work, it just okay, doesn't. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And taking it, it, shoot your shot. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we tried, didn't work. Then, so I'm here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, and I bring that up just to kind of build synergy because, like, I have a theme on the show, whatever like that that I talk about throughout, or whatever. It's moisturizing ministry. Like, what is the mm-hmm. thing that like 
keeps you from being ashy. And like that's what like when we talk about like sickle cell awareness, when we talk about sickle cycle, like I think people can get really captivated by like, oh, she's doing this because it's a part of her or whatever. But it's like, no, I'm doing this because the part of like your ministry essentially is like connecting people to the messaging, mm-hmm. connecting people to the word, connecting people to what it is that they need to know that they may not know that they need to know just now. Mm-hmm. So the evidence of that is that you do these one-on-one interviews with people. You're talking around the country, essentially around the globe, I mm-hmm. guess, in some way or whatever. Like, hey, when I'm here, I want to have a conversation with you. I'm building up a network of people that can teach you not only about the work that you're passionate about, but about the global complex, the complexity of what it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I say it all the time that like building anything whether it's related to passion or whether it's related to just practice like it, you have to be able to understand complexity and I think that's what you're striving for right like just to be able to understand what is the complexity we deal with again like we said health is not just about health sickle cell is not just about sickle cell it's about economic development it's about policy it's about community it's about families it's about all these different things that come in there and I just appreciate that that shows the thoughtfulness that you're doing as you build this so. and I think too when you think about even in like the whole healthcare issue now anytime there's stuff like that right whereas healthcare you have to think about who it affects Mm -hmm. and these are people these are not things these are not cups these are these are people these are not bills right they might look differently than you they might live in a different neighborhood than you they might live in the same neighborhood as you but they are people Mm -hmm. and so you have no bearings to tell people how they should live their lives or how you should put stipulations on them mm-hmm. about the health care that they receive, the quality health care they receive mm-hmm. when you reap those same benefits. Yeah, I agree. Charlotte, we're coming up on the end of our time. This was fun. I, I, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I'm going to give like some final notes to the audience. I'm going to let you end off the show. Okay. Remind people about where they can find Sickle Cycle. Okay. Tell people about International, the world. Is it World Sickle Cycle? World, world Sickle, Sickle Cell, Cell Awareness Day. Yeah. Is June 19th. Um, you have the opportunity to do blood drives, look at your local chapters for civil cell associations that are doing great work. Think about ways that you can volunteer. Think about the own resources that you have. You're a great writer, mm-hmm. help them do grant proposals. Yeah. You know, if you are good at being a connector or have, yeah. you know, similar to how Dennis and I are, yeah. think about ways that you can host different events. Think about ways that you can use your talent to help somebody else, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. that looks like. So for me, it's sickle cell disease, and I encourage everybody else mm-hmm. to look at sickle cell disease. But for you, it might be something else. And so whatever your passion is, go after that. Try to think strategically about different ways that you can multiply yourself to that next step that you want to be in. Yeah. So I'm going to go this, and I'm going to let you end it off in a in after I say some final words to everybody. Okay. So before I end, thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the time. Thanks for sharing it. I've learned a lot. Like, honestly, like I've learned a bunch about you, but I've also learned a bunch about like sickle cell and I've learned a bunch about like complexity. And I think that that's what I want for like all of my people. Like I speak very broadly to the world, but I'm very much speaking to people of color, most specifically to black folks. And I love kind of seeing that you as a woman of color, as a black woman or whatever, are thinking about, you know what I mean, complexity and of, of, of things that relate to you personally, but also that reflect the world. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you coming to share that with everybody. And everybody out there, um, again, learn more about Charlotte. 
find everything, you'll see it on Instagram. You go to Asacha, which is I-S-A-I-D-C-H-Y-Y-Y. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook under the same name. You can also visit us online at www.asacha.com, and you can learn more about us there. And I just want to remind everybody, just in the time frame that we're in, too, is that we've just come out of Juneteenth talking about economic development for African people. We've just come out of, like, celebrating, not celebrate, well, celebrating the lives, but also remembering the um, the the issue of um, the nine people in Charleston that were killed. You know what I mean? Due to like white supremacy, we um, we're sitting in a moment like where we get to see so many things that are happening, and we have to kind of be reflective around like what's happening in our world and what we're experiencing, and like. This is a very, very tough time to live in. Not the toughest, not the worst, not whatever, but like it's a tough time to be in and it's something that we've never lived through before. So I'm really, really pensive about all of that um, as I think through, you know what I mean, talking with Charlotte and having conversations about how we can do our best to kind of make the world a better place. So that's what I said, child, is about. And I just appreciate everybody for listening and kind of uh, being a part of that. So look us up online. Um, and remember, before the end of June, you can also join our contest to win a $50 gift card to Incense Trap and Yoga, uh, which is an apparel company. Yes, it's a black-owned apparel company. we love health and fitness. We do. <laughs> and you can go get $50 gift card. Uh, it's on our Instagram page where you can find out, but basically you just have to share. I said try tag us with the uh, hashtag that we have, which is available on Instagram, so go find it, and then you can figure it out, and then you can do it, and then you can win $50 um, to the shop and get some really, really cool, cool black aesthetic clothing. So appreciate everybody for listening, and Charlotte, take it away. Yeah, thank you, Dennis, for having me. I hope um, the viewers learned a lot um, in terms of sickle cell disease, um, and I think if you if I end it off correctly, mm-hmm. the best thing I can say in reference to sickle cell disease is just because you see someone that has it or you know someone that has it, educate yourself. Take that step, right? Just do your own research. Think about ways that you can help propel the disease to the next level, whether it's research, funding, advocacy, awareness. Think about those ways, but then also um, go to www.sicklecycle.com and if you see something on there, if you're like, oh, you should like look at it this way, or I'm definitely open to feedback, definitely open to your thoughts. So we have a comment section on there, so please feel free to add your input on there as well. And we are also on Instagram and Facebook. And also, like, if people, we talked about, like, these personal interviews, too, or whatever, can people reach out to you if they ever want to just to talk to talk Yes, with you? yes, yes, please do. And I'm have- happy to share my story. I'm happy to, even if I don't know... I don't have all the answers, so I will say that up front, but I'm happy to connect you with somebody else that might be a better asset for you. Yeah, but you just as a woman, I think that's a good Yeah, thing. no, like, and absolutely. And there's a contact section on your website, too. Yes, you exactly. Yeah. And so, definitely... I'm the plug, so. <laughs> <laughs> She's the plug. Um, look, I'm happy to be with you, Charlotte. Thank you so much. And that's all. Say bye. Bye. Peace, y'all.